From Maine Public Radio and mainepublic.org, I'm Carol Bousquet with the news on this day in Maine, Wednesday, March 1st, 2023. This Day in Maine is made possible by listeners and by Now You're Cooking. Celebrating 23 years of selling cookware, kitchen tools, gadgets, and fine wine on historic Front Street in downtown Bath. Open seven days a week. And by Eastern Basements, a division of Maine-owned Eastern Mold Remediation, offering basement waterproofing solutions. EasternBasements.com. The nonprofit Maine Veterans Homes is asking for more than $3 million from the state to close a sizable funding gap. Kevin Miller reports. The annual report from Maine Veterans Homes estimates that it costs $15 million more to care for residents at its six facilities than it receives in reimbursements. Governor Janet Mills set aside $765,000 in a proposed budget for the homes. But Sharon Fusco, the organization's new CEO, told lawmakers that $3.4 million from the state would leverage nearly $7 million in federal funding to help close that gap. Now, I also know that that's simple math, and it's not that easy. I know that it requires partnership with the state to figure out the specifics of how that happens. And we're willing to do that. Maine Veterans Homes sparked an outcry last year when it announced plans to close homes in Caribou and Machias. Mills and lawmakers temporarily blocked the closures while providing an additional $3.5 million to the nonprofit. For Maine Public Radio News, I'm Kevin Miller. Maine drivers caught using a handheld electronic device, such as a cell phone, could face significantly higher penalties under a new bill being considered by state lawmakers. But as Steve Missler reports, opponents are skeptical that it will have the desired effect. Maine's current prohibition on handheld devices was enacted four years ago as a way of beefing up enforcement of the texting ban that preceded it. But critics contend that the current penalties are not enough of a deterrent, citing last year's 3,100 distracted driving accidents that resulted in 1,100 injuries and 11 deaths. They argue that penalties should be increased, from a $50 fine up to $500 for the first offense, $250 to $1,000 for the second offense, and a revoked license for a third. Bureau of Motor Vehicles Deputy Secretary Kathy Curtis testified against the bill before the legislature's Transportation Committee Wednesday, telling lawmakers that the first offense fine alone is far too high and disproportionate to other serious driving infractions, such as passing a stopped school bus or an emergency vehicle. That's higher than any other first offense for a traffic infraction. In fact, it's higher than or roughly equivalent to the base fine for many first offense traffic crimes. The Maine State Police took a neutral position on the bill, although Lieutenant Bruce Scott of the Traffic Enforcement Division told the committee that steeper penalties are not always an effective deterrent. The proposal, submitted at the request of a constituent of Democratic Representative Stanley Zeigler, will be further vetted by the Transportation Committee before going to the House and Senate for votes. For Maine Public Radio News, I'm Steve Missler. Mainers have seen steep increases in the supply portion of their electricity bills. CMP and Versant would also like to increase the distribution rates for their customers, citing investments they would like to make to improve the reliability of service. 
The utilities say that the average increase on the delivery portion of the bills would be about 30 percent. The Maine Public Utilities Commission has scheduled five public hearings for the rate cases in March and April in Bangor, Presque Isle, Lewiston, Hollowell, and Saco. Federal legislation from a top House Democrat would undo a six-year pause on new fishing regulations intended to protect right whales. As Nicola Grisco reports, Maine's congressional delegation has promised to oppose it. The bill has a long name, the Restoring Effective Science-Based Conservation Under Environmental Laws Protecting Whales, or the Rescue Whales Act. But the legislation, introduced earlier this week by Arizona Congressman Raul Grijalva, would have a simple outcome. It would eliminate a provision that pauses the development of new federal right whale regulations on the lobster and Jonah crab fisheries for the next six years. Maine's congressional delegation slipped that delay provision into the latest federal spending bill during the final days of 2022. And in a joint statement, all four members of the Maine delegation say they will oppose any attempts to undo the measure, which they described as a lifeline to Maine's lobster industry that provides, quote, time to pinpoint the true cause of the decline in the right whale population. Maine lobstermen maintain that the fishery hasn't been tied to a right whale entanglement in nearly two decades, but conservationists argue that the data tying entanglements to any fishery are limited because the whales are difficult to track. In his own statement, Grijalva described the provision as an existential threat to the right whale population, which is estimated at fewer than 340. For Maine Public Radio News, I'm Nicola Grisco. Maine Congresswoman Shelley Pingree reintroduced legislation today that would allow asylum seekers to get work authorization more quickly. A similar bill failed to advance last session, but Pingree says she's hopeful this time will be different. Ari Snyder reports. Under current federal law, asylum seekers cannot receive work permits until at least 180 days after they have filed a complete asylum application, and the permits need to be renewed after two years. Pingree's bill would cut that wait period to 30 days and eliminate the renewal requirement. Pingree says those changes would benefit asylum seekers, local governments struggling to support them, and businesses looking for workers. It would take the burden off so many of these families who want to be working, want to be providing for their families, and could be out there um, working at jobs that are already available. Pingree says she's hopeful that the bill will garner more support this session as communities across the country take in asylum seekers. For Maine Public Radio News, I'm Ari Snyder. The Auburn man charged with killing two young men in Poland will be returned to Maine on Monday. 46-year-old Aaron Aldrich faces two counts of murder for the deaths of 21-year-old Shoaib Mohammed Adan of Springfield, Massachusetts, and 16-year-old Mohammed Aden of Lewiston. Maine State Police say the victims were found dead on February 21st at a home on Trip Lake Road in Poland during a welfare check, but haven't made public the cause of death. Aldrich was in jail in New Hampshire on unrelated charges when he was charged with the killings. And that's today's Maine news. For more stories, visit mainepublic.org and join us for Maine Calling tomorrow morning at 11. I'm Carol Bousquet. Thanks for listening.